Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken, and I'm here till 4 o'clock today when Tim Conway Jr. comes along. Later on this hour, what is uh, Mississippi getting right that California is getting wrong when it comes to uh, housing the homeless? So we'll get into that story as well. Much more uh, to say about the Death, uh, at least uh, we believe the death of Yvgeny uh, Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Group, who led that rebellion against the Russian uh, military establishment a couple months ago and uh, did not uh, please Vladimir Putin. And he has now come down with a bad case of plane crash uh, that happened earlier today. And we'll talk about that in just a bit. But tonight, uh, closer to home, much closer to home, Iowa. The uh, GOP field minus President, uh, former President Trump, will be on the debate stage. And to talk to us about that, ABC News correspondent Andy Field. Andy, how are you? I'm good. We got some breaking news first, and that is a federal judge has just, just denied Mr. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, emergency motion. He wanted to remove himself from the Fulton County case to a federal court. A judge denied Meadows' bid to prohibit his arrest, so if he doesn't show up, he may be one of the only defendants actually handcuffed and thrown in jail. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, and of course, uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, turned himself in in Georgia today and uh, posed for his uh, mugshot, unsmiling mugshot photo. It's still unclear whether or not uh, former President Trump, who's supposed to, at, at least uh, we believe, is going to turn himself in in Georgia tomorrow, whether or not... Uh, He's going to actually have to take the mug shot. There have been reports going both ways on that. Well, the uh, the sheriff a couple of weeks ago said uh, 
invited the former president to come down. He goes, we've got a mugshot waiting for you. So um, I can't imagine why they would treat him any differently than this. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he will be uh, obviously not at the debate tonight in Iowa, but for some of the candidates, he will be there. We assume that Chris Christie and uh, and Asa Hutchinson both who have uh, carved out the anti-Trump position in the field. Uh, Mike Pence has got to try to split hairs and somehow and win over Trump supporters at the same time the Trump supporters were yelling, hang Mike Pence. That's not going to be any easy trick. And then there's Ron DeSantis who was once considered to be the heir apparent should Trump stumble, and, and apparently he stumbled more than anybody. So he's kind of fighting for his political survival here. Yeah, Ron DeSantis would be best to show up in a suit packed with candy today because he's going to be the human pinata. Uh, they are going to beat him mercilessly uh, to knock his ratings down, and, and they're not particularly high to begin with. But he seems to be running second to Donald Trump. And then, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I would venture to guess not a single person on the uh, uh, on the highway in Los Angeles now had heard of until just a couple of months ago, and he seems to be climbing the charts uh, in large part because he's very Trump-like in terms of his fealty to Vladimir Putin uh, and being a tough guy on the international stage. Uh, he has not uh, criticized Donald Trump. In fact, he said in his first day in office he would pardon Donald Trump. Uh, Mike Pence, as you mentioned, hasn't shown up much in the polling. Uh, Nikki Haley hasn't made much of a dent. Chris Christie is doing better than anyone expected in New Hampshire right now. In fact, he may be second behind Donald Trump at this point. And then you've got Tim Scott, uh, Asa Hutchinson, as you mentioned. And then here's the guy who's getting all the attention today for someone who almost didn't get into this thing. It was North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Uh, he was playing basketball at Marquette last night, uh, basically uh, tore an Achilles tendon. Uh, they didn't think he was going to be on stage today, but he hobbled in on some crutches and says, I'm going to be here. His team is so smart in terms of promoting things is that they actually put together a T-shirt that looks like the Michael Jordan flying through the air with a basketball uh, saying, vote Bergam. And they're fundraising off of that. So it'll be interesting to see how well he does tonight. Andy Field is with us, ABC News correspondent. The debate tonight, of course. Uh, and... Uh... You know, here's the thing about these early debates. There's people like Doug Burgum, for instance, and, and some of the others where there's zero name recognition. And yet, uh, that's really where Kamala Harris was when she was polling at 1% in uh, 2020, and she ended up as the number two on the ticket. Uh, because frequently, candidates, uh, the, the ultimate nominee, will pick somebody who challenged Look, George Herbert Walker Bush had challenged... Uh, Ronald Reagan back in 1980 and ended up on the ticket. That's one way to, quote, unquote, unify the party. And also, if they find somebody who checks a demographic box that they feel uh, the top of the ticket feels like they're weak, they may pick one of these people. So I think somebody like Nikki Haley uh, is really running for vice president. She might be. Uh, it's interesting. People who aren't even on the stage would like that job, including um, Larry Elder, uh, Marjorie for, for Taylor one. Green. Marjorie Taylor Greene of uh, of uh, Georgia has openly campaigned for the job, even though she's not going to be on the stage. Uh, first of all, Donald Trump's going to win one of these primaries. He didn't win the Iowa primary the last time around, uh, the uh, the caucuses. Uh, we don't know how well he'll do this time. 
and he barely got out of New Hampshire alive the last time. So we'll see uh, how well he does. Polling's one thing, but it, you actually have to get voters to the booth and, and pick your name. Yeah, and of course, there's a huge difference in the caucus process where you publicly state there's no secret ballot. Uh, so I don't know how many people in the GOP want to stand up and say that they're not voting for Donald Trump, given the uh, loyalty oaths. Essentially, if you don't vote for Donald Trump or don't support him 100 percent, you're a rhino, you're a heretic. Uh, it's not quite the point where you got to be careful what plane you get on, like in Russia, but you're certainly uh, your stock falls uh, precipitously, which is what makes the uh, Chris Christie and the Asa Hutchinson uh, position so interesting, because especially Christie, Christie seems to be really on a seek and destroy mission. And people forget that Chris Christie played Hillary Clinton in Donald Trump's 2016 uh, debate prep when he ran for president the first time. He he practiced his debate techniques against Chris Christie, who is now, for whatever reason, his own reasons, uh, seems to be intent on doing as much damage to Donald Trump as possible. And as you mentioned, uh, Andy, it's it's working for him in New Hampshire. It is working for him. There's probably a good chunk of the Republican Party who says we need someone to point to the emperor and say he's wearing no clothes, and that is Chris Christie at the moment. Uh, will it work with enough Republican voters to get those people to the polls? Uh, the MAGA vote, the Make America Great Again uh, contingent of the Republican Party, is still a, a, a solid at least 40% of the party. Uh, there are significantly larger numbers of the party that say that they will support Donald Trump no matter what. Uh, no matter how many indictments he has. So uh, we're in kind of an upside-down world, and it'll be interesting to see how the voting comes about and, and really what the reaction from the audience listening to this debate will be. And and the crowded field works to uh, Donald Trump's advantage because this is how he got the nomination in 2016. There were 17 candidates. Remember, we had the, the kids' table. We had the, the adults' table and the kids' table. There were so many candidates, including prominent people like three-term governor George Pataki of New York State. They didn't even make the main debate stage. But the crowded field meant you could win primaries with 29%, 31% of the vote. Uh, and then eventually, as the field thinned, there became an inevitability uh, that broke in Donald Trump's favor. Well, this time, obviously, he's got much more competitive advantage because he has a large control over the Republican Party, almost a messianic hold over the Republican Party. So we will fascinatingly watch what happens tonight. Andy, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, another very big story of the day, of course, was the uh, apparent death of uh, uh, Putin uh, critic, and I'm not sure you can actually call him a Putin critic because the Wagner boss, the mercenary group boss, uh, Prigozhin, he he was uh, really targeting the Russian military leadership and not so much uh, Putin, who he had been fiercely loyal to. Well, uh, that was not a two-way street because pretty much everybody on earth believes that Vlad had his... Uh, retribution uh, card punched today uh, by taking down that plane that was carrying uh, Prigozhin in broad daylight, uh, missing a wing. Uh, so we'll get into that and what the implications are. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken. And good news, folks. Uh, report says that modest abs are the new six-pack. Uh, so when it comes to the way you look, uh, trying to achieve 
uh, that six-pack, bro-worthy six-pack of abs uh, is not necessary. Just moderate abs are okay. Uh, they're also a physical impossibility in the radio industry. <laughs> Can't walk five feet here without running into a box of donuts. Hey, you know, speaking of that, uh, this is not a funny story because three people lost their lives. But this is exactly how I would die, is milkshakes. Did you see this story? Uh, did you see this, Deborah? This guy up in Wa this place up in Washington, uh, it's a hamburger joint, family-owned. They got th three people. Uh, it's called Frugals in Tacoma, Washington. And apparently, a listeria infection in the ice cream machines, which weren't cleaned properly, ended up killing three people. Yeah, that is so scary, right? Because we we can all relate to that. I mean, what the next thing is going to be going to those yogurt places, you know, where you where you uh, use the, the those machines as well. I mean, how often are they clean? This is this is the kind of story that gives pause to being a libertarian, because the people say, "I don't want government poking. Why do I need these health inspectors nosing around?" Because if you don't do it right, you can kill people. Yeah. Uh, and now it's very rare. And uh, but once they start to uh, uh, once I start seeing like because normally it's salads and things like that that get some kind of salmonella or some kind of thing. And I'm fine with that because I don't eat salads. I don't eat any of that food. But if I start to see uh, deadly things creep into my category of nutrition, like milkshakes, then I start to get worried. Uh, yeah, I think you do need to worry. Because you've never, you've, have we ever done a story? You've been in the news game how long? Have you ever done a story about ho-hos kill three? Never. No. See, that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> the expiration date is like uh, 27. Because of all the preservatives. Exactly. <laughs> you are what you eat. You eat preservatives and you're preserved. Saves lives. Uh, there were no lives saved on that flight uh, leaving Moscow for we don't know where. Uh, apparently, it was a plane that was registered to the Wagner uh, boss and the Wagner group. Uh, named after Richard Wagner. And this is what's so bizarre. When you start peeling the onion on what's going on in Russia, man, there's just more and more layers. You know, remember, uh, Putin keeps talking about the neo-Nazis, the neo-Nazis in Ukraine, that he's fighting the Nazis. And yet he hires the Wagner group run by his good buddy and former chef and hot dog salesman. And I'm not making that up. Evgeny uh, Prigozhin uh, to put together a mercenary army and go kill the Ukrainians. Uh and the thing is, the Wagner Group took its name from Richard Wagner, who was Hitler's favorite composer. So who were the Nazis here? Anyway, he's no longer with us. He led that, uh, that insurrection, that attempted coup or whatever you want to call it, that uprising, uh, that attempted toppling of the Russian military hierarchy a couple of months ago. And everybody was wondering, well, how is that guy still walking around, given the epidemic of people falling off of balconies and running into poison-tipped umbrellas? How is it that this guy's still alive? Well, revenge is best served cold, right? And uh, two months, this wasn't exactly cold. It was more like lukewarm uh, because two months, you know. But he, he literally was on video. He was in Africa uh, appearing in a video this week, I think Monday, Prigozhin. Uh, but uh, he's no longer with us. Wing was knocked off the plane, probably by a missile, possibly by a bomb. I don't know that we'll ever get a straight story out of that. We've never found out what really happened with Malaysian Airline Flight 17, the one that a Russian missile shot down. Uh, the Polish president died in a plane crash when he was flying to Russia uh, for a funeral. And he was a Putin critic. Being a Putin critic, not good business. By the way, uh, this is John Cobalt, just in case there's uh, Putin, anybody from Putin. Listening. I was going to say, aren't yeah. you afraid? But are you surprised, Doug, that it's taken this long for Prigozhin to uh, have been... 
Well, I well, don't want to say killed because we don't know. Well, you're in the news department. You you can say you don't know. Uh, yeah. Everybody else out here is saying, oh, yeah, you whacked him. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, there's, there's a certain aspect of sadism above and beyond the homicidal uh, maniac nature of all of this. There's, there, there's a sadistic uh, playing with your prey that is very Stalin-like and very, and frankly, if you know about Vladimir Lenin, it goes back to Lenin too. But this, they have a long history of this, going back to the czars, if you really want to go back, right? It is, it's sort of like a cat playing with a mouse. And uh, so he let this guy run around. Uh, first, he was in exile in Belarus, and then all of a sudden, he's showing up back in Moscow, and he's still got his plane. And uh, I think that there was a setup here. There's a story that I didn't cover yesterday. I was going to print it and bring it into the show yesterday. I said, eh, we're not really talking about Russia and the Wagner Group. And here's the story. Hundreds of the people who were left in the Wagner Group, of the 5,800 strong members, 4,400 of them uh, are still accounted for. And the other, you know, 1,200 or whatever the math is, 1,400, are missing. No one knows what happened to them. And that story broke the day before the plane crash. Now, if you remember your 9-11 timeline, the head of the Northern Alliance, the fighters in Afghanistan, was whacked, I think, on September 10th or September 9th or something like that, and then the 9-11 attack. So uh, uh, Osama bin Laden made sure that the threat was neutralized internally. And I, I can't help but wonder if there isn't a direct connection between these missing fighters, these Wagner Group fighters, that they purged the ranks to make sure that anybody who participated in the insurrection may also be on a, a one-way flight to nowhere or a gulag near you. I mean, it's not... I know that this sounds like James Bond stuff or something out of a, you know, a thriller novel. But if you know your Russian history, this is exactly what's been going on for essentially the entire history of the country. I mean, they had a leader called Ivan the Terrible. All right. <laughs> he was the leader of the country. Uh, and, and by the way, if you are interested in Russian history, it's utterly fascinating. And I have to recommend there's a there's a couple of books for whatever reason. And this is. This isn't talk show research. This is really a damning indictment of the bereft nature of my social life. But I spent a couple of years just plowing through Russian literature, and I don't know why, because my family's Irish. But if you want to read an amazing book, besides Tolstoy and Dostoevsky and Lermitov, the Google, the, 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 the obvious ones, there's, a, there's an author who won the Nobel Prize for Literature named Svetlana uh, Alexevich. And she wrote a book called Secondhand Time that is about the transition from the fall of the Soviet Union into what passes for Russia today. And what an incredible social disruption that was where people went to bed with the hammer and sickle flying over their schools and their buildings and their homes. And it had been that way for 70 years. And then all of a sudden, it's a different country, different flag, different economic system. Uh, and, you, and there's a writer named Vasily Grossman he died in 1964. His book, Life and Fate, in any of his books, astonishing windows into the Russian psyche and how we got to where we are, where they like a strongman. They're used to it, whether it's the czar. And then there's always intrigued. There's lots of Rasputins behind the throne telling people what to do. And some of them are really bad players. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken Conway uh, coming up at four o'clock. Uh, and uh, somebody almost got speared in Texas. I mean, with an actual spear. We'll get into that. And a porch pirate story that you don't want to miss. All that coming up and more. And uh, if I may engage in some sh- shameless self-promotion, my book, Frank Shadow, is available right now, 24 hours a day, at barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. And I'd be powerful grateful if you'd pick up a bunch of copies. And uh, by the way, the lovely uh, Penny Pizer, uh, a.k.a. The Missus, uh, her show, Sonnets from Suburbia, will be uh, performed again by popular demand at the Stephanie Fury Theater on September 6th at 7 p.m. as part of the L.A. Independent Film Festival. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's very, very entertaining. Uh, lots of laughs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've only talked about the homeless issue like 850 million times with uh, no progress made. A lot of money spent and the problem seems to get worse. The, most recent census in L.A., what, 55,000 people on the streets. And does anybody believe that that's the real number? Uh, but there's a big piece in the L.A. Times that says that Mississippi is actually crushing L.A. when it comes to dealing with the homeless. 
Now, it's not often that we point to Mississippi and say, you know, unless you're interested in humidity, you're not usually looking at Mississippi uh, as a role model for pretty much anything, considering that it's got the uh, second highest poverty rate in the country behind only Louisiana. But it's got the country's lowest homeless rate. And this is where I don't know that there's any lessons to be learned, because apparently the reason that Mississippi's homeless rate is so low is that they have tons of really cheap housing available, including lots of abandoned buildings where people have just given up and abandoned a property and moved away where there's jobs. Uh, but significantly, according to Zillow and the other online real estate places, uh, a typical L.A. apartment is twenty two hundred bucks a month. I could just hear people all over say, where's that? You think there's one now? Uh, twenty two hundred bucks a month. Well, in in Mississippi, it's eight hundred. And you can get them a lot cheaper if you're looking for basically a flop house or just a room to, you know, put your head down on a pillow. You can get them a lot cheaper. And here's where this falls apart as a plan for California and specifically Southern California where housing is so expensive. We have no cheap housing and you can't build. This is this is where the billions that we're spending and it is billions that we're spending to deal with the homeless issue, including buying the Mayfair, Ho Mayfair Hotel. And giving the current owner millions of dollars for repairs that they're not obligated to do before the city buys it for $60 million or whatever we're paying for it, which is lunacy. But you can't build cheap housing on expensive land. And we've got expensive land all over the place. There's no cheap lots that you can build homeless housing on unless you subsidize it heavily with taxpayer money. Uh, and that's always going to be the problem of trying to build your way out of the homeless crisis in Southern California. Now, by the way, I'm not saying this to raise the white flag and say, well, we can't do anything because we can always come up with a counter argument on why we shouldn't or can't do something. Then we still have the problem. So at some point we have to deal with the problem. And one of the but but unfortunately, this being L.A. and being the political culture that it's in, we don't want to address all of the issues that lead to homelessness. We only want to address the ones that we like and beating up on developers and saying that it's an affordable housing crisis at period. And we don't want to address the drug and alcohol component of it. We don't want to address the mental health issue uh, aspect of it only peripherally. And here's the one that no one wants to talk about, but we're on KFI so we can say these things. We don't want to talk about the illegal immigration aspect of it. Now, let me explain. I actually had this conversation with Eric Garcetti once and he never spoke to me again. It's true. I had this guy and I even said, I prefaced it by saying, look, Mr. Mayor, I'm going to bring something up here. And you know, I know you're not going to agree with me, certainly not publicly, but if we're going to deal with the homeless issue, which everybody seems to agree must be addressed, then we need a full diagnosis of the problem. We have to put all the cards on the table because you don't want to go to a doctor and say, here's my annual physical, but I don't want you to test my reflexes or take my blood pressure. All right. You need all the data. Right. And then you can get a correct diagnosis. Here's how illegal immigration has dramatically affected homelessness in Southern California. When people come into the country illegally, they're not lazy layabouts. All right. They work. They work hard. Many of them work really hard. Many of them are doing jobs that our kids are not doing because we've raised a couple of generation of kids who uh, don't cut lawns and they don't skim the leaves out of the pool, et cetera, et cetera. So people are doing those jobs and they're doing they're doing roofing work when it's 114 degrees in the San Fernando Valley. OK, it's 140 up there. 
right? They're not lazy, they're working. But they're also not living in Bel Air. They came here and they're living in crowded, cheap apartments, sometimes illegal garage conversions, et cetera, et cetera. And you all know those stories. But guess what happens to the people who are already living in those places? They are priced out of the most affordable housing in the area because that's what happens. A rising tide lifts all boats. And if there is a housing crunch for low cost, the most affordable housing in the market, and you have a, a huge number of people who are in the country illegally, they're not moving to Bel Air, they're not moving to Calabasas, they're not, you know, they're, they're moving to the places where the cheapest housing stock is, but there's competition for that housing stock amongst people who are working. So the prices go up. And now the people who were living in those units of housing are priced to the streets. Now, again, that's not everybody. This is not explaining why everybody's on the streets. But my point in bringing up this unpalatable subject for the political climate of Southern California in a heavily Democratic state is this. If you're really serious about dealing with the homeless crisis, and I hope you are serious about it because it's, it's unacceptable. It's a humanitarian disaster and it's an embarrassment. It just shouldn't be this way. But if you're really serious in dealing with the issue, You've got to deal all the cards face up. You have to look at all the contributing factors to it and not just cherry pick the ones that are palatable to you, that advance your personal agenda or the agendas of your benefactors, meaning the developers and the people who are getting rich building quote unquote affordable housing at $700,000 a unit. All right, you got to deal with all of the issues. And you got to drop your political correctness and your nonsense because this is unacceptable. And yet somehow we seem to accept it. In Mississippi, they got tons of cheap units of housing available. So it's relatively easy for them to sweep people off the streets and get a house, uh, get them a, a roof over their heads. Very hard to do that in a place where the average price of a home is a million dollars. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken. It's been fun being here for three days. And I want to make sure I thank uh, uh, producer Dana and uh, Ray Lopez, uh, as well as Eric and Deborah Mark and Michelle uh, Cube Kelly uh, for helping me out. And uh, Mr. Conway will be here at four o'clock. I hear rumors that he's in the building. Who knows when he shows up? He probably shows up at what, 359 59? Just about sometimes. Yeah, just breezes in here. Paramutual tickets fluttering out of his pockets. Uh, and maybe he will. Uh, Dean to uh, make an appearance before I sign off and slide down the dinosaur for the day. Reminder, again, I have this book called Frank's Shadow. And if you don't buy it, I'm going to have like 10,000 of them in my living room. So they're at Amazon.com and uh, BarnesandNoble.com. And if you want to get a signed, your very own signed copy, you can uh, get a copy at uh, DougMcIntyre.com. And as uh, John Pizzarelli says, buy in bulk. And speaking of John Pizzarelli, the great virtuoso, We'll be at Catalina's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's where I'll be because, man, that's a great act and really funny, amazing music. So come on out and say hello. Uh, okay, so I saw this story. I don't know how this happens, but you almost really need to see the picture. You can find it online easy. A woman in Texas was nearly killed when someone threw a spear through her windshield when she was driving on the highway. She was on the I-10 in San Antonio around 930, and someone chucked a Spear, I mean, like right out of a Tarzan movie or something at a Zulu, right? A five-foot spear came right through the passenger side of her car. So she dodged that bullet. And 
Tim, you know about porch pirates, right? The sure. people who steal packages. Sure. You're getting your stuff stolen all the time, right? Once in a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally you go out and steal sure. some stuff, right? Uh -huh. This guy in Georgia stole the porch. Wow, that guy's great. He's an actual porch pilot. That's great, a man. Pirate, not pilot. He took the whole porch. He took the porch off of someone's Left house. Left the back package. Eight foot by ten foot wooden porch. Woo! Worth $3,000. Wow. I know. Guy got a good deal. Well, you like the truth in advertising, though, don't you? <laughs> right. That's, That's a guy exactly lived up right. to us. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but you worked on a very funny show called uh, uh, WRKRP in Cincinnati. That's correct. And for the last 20 years, I've attributed the turkey episode where they threw turkeys out of the helicopter to you and that during the commercial break you told me that you didn't write that i didn't episode. write that no bill dial wrote that episode then why did you ever you never corrected me i i, I wasn't listening no i mean uh <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't know that welcome you was, to the list <laughs> i didn't know that uh that you were giving me credit for i this. gave you credit for 20 years of writing that episode. well you know i've listened over the course of 20 years but i can't say that i listen to every minute that's right okay who wrote that episode bill dial bill dial is no right. longer with us very funny man yeah yeah you know i play softball with fred fox jr and he wrote the jump the shark episode of happy days is that right yes he wrote wow. the, he wrote the one where fonzie jumps the shark what i mean look that that might be the most famous episode ever well let's put it this way it it, it added a phrase to the lexicon right of, of america yeah and for for young people who are who have no idea what the, this is happy days did an episode where Fonz was going to take a motorcycle and jump over a shark. No, I know it was it was water skiing. Or water skiing. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Water skiing. Water skiing. Oh, jump over a shark. Jacket. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and that's when the show lost it for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that it became the definition of when it's gone too far. But as Gary Marsh used to say, you know, you're in year fourteen. You've done two hundred twenty episodes. <laughs> they were breeding for plots. They had just having Joni and Chachi having babies. So right. Have another. <laughs> well, I remember watching Chips was one of my favorite shows growing up. And I remember watching the episodes of Chips. And they filmed it on, on the 118 freeway here, the Ronald Reagan when freeway. When they were building that, right? Yeah, yeah, when they were building the freeway. So they filmed the whole thing on the freeway. The second episode, the A story in the second episode, not the B story, the A story in the second episode, somebody was stealing plants off the shoulder of the freeway. That's going to be trouble for a season. Wow, that could be a tough That order. could be real tough for a season. <laughs> hey, that went on. Second episode. It must have worked because they kept making them. I guess. I, I guess, know. man. I enjoyed well, that program. when it comes to bad television, my resume is where you start. Yeah, I, I, uh, I worked for a, a, a show called High Tide. And some actor was screwing up over and over and over. And I had my resume with me. I said, hey, do you seen, recognize anything in my resume? And he looks at it and he goes, I don't recognize anything. I said, because it's all crap. All I produce in TV is crap, and I know crap, and I see it. You're giving us crap. Yeah, I remember you telling uh, the owners of a production company when they sent you to Toronto and asked <laughs> you what should be done with the show. You said, uh, <laughs> sell the furniture. Fire everybody. Sell the furniture. You're not going to make any money out of this. Exactly. Everybody here is horrible at what they do. Are you doing a show? That's where we met on the Toronto That's show. exactly right. Are you doing yeah. a show yeah, here Yeah, I think so. Alex well, we don't Stone. have time to talk about it. All right. Hey, thanks. Down to Dinosaur I Go. Tim Ding Conway dog. Jr. up next. Ding dong. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com Slash iHeart. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.